What is up, Dorney's Vinyl Podcast listeners, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of my podcast. We have a good podcast for you. If you're new to this podcast, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for finding us. And you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, and other podcast sites. So thank you for listening. Subscribe. I'm trying to do a weekly podcast here in Season 3. A few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I did The Beatles' Abbey Road. And today's podcast is another great album as voted by my followers on Instagram. And it is David Bowie's Let's Dance. So I think I'll just get into it and start talking about David Bowie. So David Bowie was born January 8th, 1947. He unfortunately died on January 10th. 2016 at 69 years old. He is estimated to have sold over 100 million records worldwide. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1996, and he's won seven Grammy Awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Award in 2006. David Bowie has released 27 studio albums and 128 singles. He On the U.S. Billboard 200, he has 22 top 40 albums, 5 top 10, and 1 number 1. On the U.K. Albums Chart, he has 26 top 40 albums, 23 top 10 albums, and 9 number 1 albums. On the U.S. Hot 100 for his singles, he has 14 top 40 singles, 6 top 10, and 2 number 1 singles. And on the U.K. Singles Chart, he has 64 top 40 singles, 26 top 10 singles, and 6 number 1 singles. So he is a very popular artist. So getting into now Let's Dance. I'll talk about Let's Dance, the album. So it's David Bowie's 15th studio album that was released on April 14th, 1983. Originally, David Bowie planned on making a fifth consecutive studio album with producer Tony Visconti. However, Bowie chose to work with Nile Rodgers, who he had worked with before, and Visconti found out two weeks into their recording sessions. I believe he called Bowie's recording studio and his secretary told him that he was already recording. Bowie signed a new record deal with EMI Records and wanted to release a, quote, commercially buoyant, quote, unquote, album that was described as, quote, original party funk come big bass drum sound greater than the sum of its influences, end quote. David Bowie spent three days making demos for the album, then recorded it start to finish in only 17 days. In 1982, Bowie met Stevie Ray Vaughan in Switzerland, and after hearing him play guitar, was impressed with him and told him that he would be in touch with him. Stevie Ray originally said that he wasn't really familiar with Bowie's music at the time, but as he worked with Bowie on this album, he found him very easy to work with and found that all of his guitar parts were done within one or two takes. Very unusually, David Bowie didn't play any instruments on the album. All he did was sing, and the album was released on April 14th, 1987, and peaked at number one in the UK and number four in the US. Reviews of the album were decent, with AllMusic rating it 3 out of 5 stars and Rolling Stone rating it 4 out of 5 stars. Jay Cox described the album as, quote, 
unabashedly commercial, melodically alliterative, and lyrically smart at the same time, end quote. And Robert Christgau said that other than Modern Love, the album was, quote, pleasantly pointless, end quote. So now getting into the personnel on the album. So you have David Bowie on lead vocals, producer, engineer, assistant mixing, and horn arrangements. Niall Rogers on guitar, producer, engineer, assistant mixing, and horn arrangements. Stevie Ray Vaughan on the lead guitar. Carmine Rojas on bass guitar, Bernard Edwards on bass guitar, Omar Hakim on drums, Tony Thompson on the drums, Sammy Figueroa on percussion, Robert Sabino on keyboards and piano, Stan Harrison on tenor saxophone and flute, Robert Aaron on tenor saxophone, Steve Elson on baritone saxophone and flute, and Mac Gallahan on the trumpet. And also features Frank Sims, George Sims, and David Spinner on backing vocals. So now, the track listing. Track one of the album is Modern Love. The song was written by Bowie. It was the second song that he recorded for the album. And Bowie said that he was inspired by Little Richard while he was writing the song. Niall Rogers describes the song as, quote, an old barrel house rocker with a real pounding Little Richard type piano, while on top it has a very sophisticated jazz horn sound, end quote. And it was released as the third single from the album, and it peaked at number two in the UK and number 14 in the US. The second track on the album is China Girl, which was written by Bowie and Iggy Pop. Originally, the song was released by Iggy Pop in 1977. Paul... Trinka, who wrote David Bowie's biography, said that the song was about Iggy Pop's infatuation with Vietnamese woman Kulin Nugent, and Nile Rogers thought that the song was about doing drugs and that China was heroin and the girl was cocaine. Bowie's version reached number two in the UK and number 10 in the US. Track three, the third track of the album, is Let's Dance, which was written by Bowie. Bowie first played the song for Nile Rodgers in 1982 in his house in Switzerland, and Bowie used a 12-string guitar that only had six strings and only played Rodgers a two-chord pattern. A demo was put together in December of 1982, and Rodgers thought that it sounded like a folk song. Dave Thompson of All Music said that the song, quote, is one of Bowie's most overtly commercial compositions, further blessed by one of his most simplistic lyrics, end quote. It was released as the lead single of the album and peaked at number one in both the U.S. and the U.K. The fourth track of the album is Without You, which was written by Bowie, and it peaked at number 73 in the U.S. The fifth track and the first track on side two is Ricochet, which was written by Bowie. A few years after the album's release, Bowie said about the song, quote, I thought it was a great song, and the beat wasn't quite right. It didn't roll the way it should have. The syncopation was wrong. Niall did his own thing to it, but it wasn't quite what I'd had in mind when I wrote the thing, end quote. The sixth track of the album is Criminal World. It was written by Peter Godwin, Duncan Brown, and Sean Lyons. BBC reviewer David Quantack praised it as one of the album's best songs. 
The seventh track of the album is Cat People Putting Out Fire. It was written by Bowie and Giorgio Moroder. In 1981, director Paul Schrader approached Bowie to write lyrics for the theme song of his movie Cat People, in which Moroder had already written the music. Bowie wrote the song to match the dark tone of the film, with goth rock influences and Bowie singing in deep baritone. The original version of the song peaked at number 26 in the UK and number 67 in the US. In December of 1982, Bowie re-recorded the song for the album after Marauder's record company refused to license the song to him. And the last track of the album, track 8, is Shake It, which was written by Bowie. And Rolling Stone reviewer Ken Tucker said that the song offered, quote, some of the most daring songwriting of Bowie's career, end quote. So that is the first half of this podcast for David Bowie's Let's Dance. I'm going to take a little break here and get into my track rankings and what I think about the tracks. Alright, so I will get into my track rankings and my ranking, my score for the album as a whole. So I'll start with my track rankings, and if you're new to this podcast, basically I just go through ranking them from my least favorite to my most favorite, and I give my opinions on the songs, and I have no musical background whatsoever, I just like classic rock and classic albums and and music in general. So I kind of just throw things out there that I think I like, and you can gladly debate me or have a different opinion than me, and you can also be more sophisticated than I am. And I will gladly, I would love to hear you, and I will let you know how you can contact me at the end of this little segment here. So my number eight song is Shake It, the last song on the album. So it's not really how I like albums to end. Um, It kind of keeps the same rhythm as every other song on the album, and it's, it was almost overkill for me. The vocal, at Bowie's vocals, and this will be a theme moving forward, his vocals are f- still phenomenal on this song, I think. And his lyrics are pretty simple, nothing too special, and the one I pointed out was, quote, "'Cause love is the answer, love's talking to me, I'd scream and I'll fight for you, you're better than money.'" My number seven song is Ricochet. So I I agree with what Bowie said about this song. I thought the direction and the production of this song was a bit strange. It had a pretty decent beat, but the instruments, to me, sounded too manufactured as opposed to being played. Um, the lyrical part that says, quote, Ricochet, it's not the end of the world, end quote, I thought threw off the song's continuity for me. It was just kind of strangely thrown in there. His songs do have nice horn arrangements, so I thought there was a nice horn arrangement on this song. Uh, The lyrics kind of seem sporadic, so I pointed to, quote, March of Flowers, March of Dimes, These are the prisons, these are the crimes, end quote. And I did think that the the walkie-talkie sounding vocals, I, I didn't know how else to describe it, but... Gave the song an, an ominous feel, I thought, but the instruments kind of over overshadowed it and were a little bit too loud for, for it to be heard well, I think. Number six, I have Without You. So I thought his vocals on this song 
sounded different compared to some of the previous songs. And he he does have a wide range, a wide vocal range. The song to me seemed overproduced and had a little bit of a too fast of a, of a rhythm for the lyrics. Um, and so one of them was, quote, just when I'm ready to throw in my hand, just when the best best things in life are gone, I look into your eyes, end quote. And it's strange because Bowie's vocals on this song were really captivating to me, but there were so few lyrics, and I thought the song had a pretty abrupt ending. So number five, I have Criminal World. It had it had a different sounding instrumental intro which i i liked again this song seemed overproduced like i can barely hear and appreciate bowie's vocals which are the high the high point of this album to me and i did like the rhythm of the song though i like how the guitar sounded plucked more than strummed i again i could be totally off with how stevie ray vaughn plays the guitar but i thought i thought it sounded more plucked and I had very interesting lyrics, and the one I pointed out was, quote, What a criminal world. The boys are like baby-faced girls. What a criminal girl. She'll show you where to shoot your gun. At number four, so getting into the top half, I have China Girl. And I, I thought this was a guitar. I wasn't quite sure. I had a question mark. So I thought the intro to the song was a really good segue into it. Uh, I liked how Bowie's vocals on this song sounded different compared to the first song on the album, which was Modern Love, and they the vocals really stood out to me. Um, the underlying guitar riff for this song really, I think, pulled the song together. Uh, I, it came out very well. The lyrics to this song were they were okay, I thought. They, there was nothing really too outstanding to me in the lyrics. The one I pointed out was, quote, I'll give you television, I'll give you eyes of blue, I'll give you a man who wants to rule the world. And again, unfortunately, I thought this song had a little bit too much production. At number three, I have Let's Dance. So, uh, again, you know, I like the upbeat start to this song. The instrumental... Uh, to start had a pretty unique percussion instrument as well as it had a nice horn arrangement I'm pretty sure this song had a pretty had had was one of the horn arrangements that Bowie put together I like how the title let's dance is said almost the same every time but the verses have a different vocal tone so he has the verse is, is a vocal its own vocal turn and then but then when he says let's dance it's like it's oh it's 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 separate from how the song is sung and the second verse of the song even had a different tone as well. The only thing, the only negative I have really is the lyrics are too simple for how long the song is. I think it's like a seven minute song and the lyrics were kind of simple. Uh, the one I pointed out was, quote, if you say run, I'll run with you. If you say hide, we'll hide because my love for you would break my heart in two. If you should fall into my arms and tremble like a flower, end quote. The guitar during the instrumentals had uh, brought a lot, I thought, to the beat, into the rhythm, and just how the sound, the song sounded. And I was also, I got to a point where I was just noticing the congos in the background of the instrumentals, and I really, I really liked how they sounded. Thought that was a good touch. And the horn arrangement at the end, though, kind of helped to keep me from boredom 
from the repetitiveness and the lengthiness of the song. Number two is Cat People Putting Out Fire. I thought the guitar had a very unique sound, so I I wondered, though, if it, if it was the guitar sound or if it was the production that was done to the to the the guitar. Again, he had a different vocal tone. Almost every song on the album, his, his vocals sounded different to me. I liked the build-up to the chorus, so the part where it's, quote, and I've been putting out fire, and then there's a pause with gasoline, end quote. The verses to the song are cool, but they're hard to hear. Again, it was disappointing when the instruments kind of were too loud for his vocals. And another lyric was, quote, See these tears so blue, an ageless heart that can never mend. These tears can never dry. A judgment made can never bend, end quote. But the end of the song kind of just seemed to drag on, and it just kept going. So maybe it, I don't, I, I don't think it was my record skipping. I'm pretty sure it just kept going. And last but not least, the number one song, obviously, the only song that's left, Modern Love, the first song on the album. I liked how it started with an upbeat. It kind of had like a bouncy sound to it. Um, I liked the introduction. It was very, it was very nice. It was very pleasant to listen to. It, it had very, in the whole album, had very high production. But I thought in this song, at least, everything seemed to flow well together. The lyrics are pretty simple. Uh, one I pointed out was, quote, There's no sign of life. It's just the power to charm. I'm lying in the rain, but I never wave bye-bye, end quote. I like the horns in the middle of the song, the horn arrangement, another good horn arrangement. And I thought this song just did a really good job of setting the tone for the entire album. I thought it it, it helped me. It, it kind of, it's it lets you know you're in for a banger of an album. It lets you know you're in for a, a bunch of good songs. So it, it was it was a good song. It was a good one to lead off, and maybe maybe by the time I got into it, I was starting to get tired of kind of the upbeat songs, and I wanted something kind of slower. But me, I, Modern Love was my favorite song, and I think even if it was in the middle of the album, it still would have been my favorite song. So now I will rank the album based out of a score of a hundred that I've put together. So I give it a score out of 10 on instrumentals, a score out of 10 on vocals, and a score out of 10 on lyrics. But then I multiply those three scores by two when I put them together for 100. I give it a score out of 10 for its, its how, it, how it fared on the charts in the U.S., and I'll get to that when I get to it. And I also give it a score out of 10 based on the charts in the U.K., I give it a score out of 10 based off of how its singles do in a point system, and I give it a score out of 10 based off its cover, because in this in the 70s and 80s and 60s and even the 90s, how an album sold was almost entirely based off the cover, because you had to want people to pick up your album and and buy it. You had to be you had to you had to intrigue people. So my score out of 10 for the instrumentals, I gave it a six and a half. Uh, the, the songs I thought had good instrumentals were Modern Love, Let's Dance, Criminal World, and Cat People. My own my complaint, again, was that it was overproduced, so I don't necessarily know if it was the instrumentals that I was listening to or the production. 
I think in this 80s, around this time, you're really starting to get people overproducing their albums as opposed to just letting the instruments speak for themselves. So I gave it a six and a half. For the vocals, though, Bowie's vocals were phenomenal. I gave it an eight and a half. Very, very difficult. I think, I believe for the Beatles, I gave it a nine and a half or a ten. And I think it was because of the harmonies. Bowie was just kind of, it was just Bowie, so it, 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 his, his vocals were still great, but it just, it was missing something, missing com, com, a component to me. So I pointed to the songs Let's Dance, Without You, Cat People, and Shake It. For the lyrics, I gave it a six. The lyrics were very simple. There weren't too many lyrics. A lot of the, the, the songs were filled with instrumental riffs and repetitiveness for the instrumentals. So, the, but the songs I pointed to for the lyrics were Modern Love, Without You, Criminal World, and Cat People. The score on the U.S. charts, it, it gets an 8 out of 10. Uh, a number one album would get 10 points. If it was 2 out of th- two or 3, it would get 9. An album that's 4, 5, or 6 gets 8 points. So it scored 8 points because it was number 4 in the U.S. In the U.K., it's number 10. It was a number one album. or It gets 10 points. It was a number one album in the U.K., for singles, it gets 10 out of 10 points. Let's Dance was a number one single, so it gets five points. China Girl was a number 10 single, so it gets three points. If it was two to five, it would have gotten four points. Six to 10 is 10 points, or six to 10 is three points. And Modern Love was number 14, so it gets two points. And if it was 11 to 20, they get two points. 21 to 40 is one point. So total five plus three plus two is 10, so 10 out of 10. And it can only max out at 10. And for the cover, I gave it a 7. It was kind of just Bowie. It was really just Bowie, kind of, the cover was. So I gave it a 7 out of 10. It wasn't as intriguing as others, but it was more intriguing than some. So the total score that it gets is a 77 out of 100. So that is a C plus. so it's still passing. So the album was... It was raised by its singles performance and its chart performance because the instrumentals and the lyrics didn't do much for me, um, even though it was a very popular album. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast about Let's Dance by David Bowie. If you would like to contact me, you can email me at dorneysvinyl at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Dorney's Vinyl. Uh, I try, I'm on private, but I try to accept followers based off of if they're following other vinyl, vinyl accounts that I am in close contact with. Or you can send me a message on Gmail and let me know that you're trying to follow me on Instagram. So... I'll be back next week with another podcast and until then have a good have a good week see ya